0: Welcome to the Franchise Supplier Wire podcast, brought to you by FranchiseSupplierNetwork.com and distributed by Modern Business, where supplier experts
1: share how to take your franchise to the next level. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Modern Business podcast, the podcast for franchise entrepreneurs. This is our Supplier Wire series. We appreciate all of you that have subscribed to date to support our efforts to help promote and educate the franchise business model and community. Uh, If you are currently not a subscriber and would like to, uh, you can always find us on any of your uh, streaming platforms that you may use and hit the like or subscribe button. Also, if you wish to revisit this or any of our previous episodes, the easiest way is to go to franchisesuppliernetwork.com, go to the resource section and you can find all past episodes video clips, and other amazing content from our FSN family. My name is Dean hatsi Theodosio. I am the Chief Sales Officer for Franchise Supplier Network, and I am also your guest host for today's podcast. So as many of you know, FSN has the amazing opportunity to interact and work with franchisors and franchisees and understand their needs, strategic goals, initiatives, and uh, special projects that they might be working on in the short and the longer term. We also get to work with and meet some really cool and innovative technologies that we believe will truly disrupt, innovate, and change the way that franchisors and franchisees do business and operate their brands. So I am your guest host for today, and it is my pleasure to welcome Chris Hawker from Small Software. Welcome, Chris. Thanks, Dean. Thanks for having me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Excellent. Excellent. So, Chris, uh, tell, tell the world and our listeners a little bit about yourself.
0: Uh, sure. Uh, yeah. Chris Hawker. I am 48 years old. I live in Columbus, Ohio, um, which is a great city. Uh, you know, not, not many people, not a lot of reason to come to Columbus, but it's a great place to be, uh, booming town. And, uh, yeah, I'm an entrepreneur, lifelong entrepreneur and, um, got my start as a professional inventor and then moved into leadership training. Yeah. And, uh, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, just coming up with ideas for products that would be like things that uh, solve everyday problems. My most uh, famous invention was the onion goggles, of goggles you wear when you don't, so you don't cry when you chop onions. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, that would be good.
0: Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Versus
1: versus yeah. regular goggles.
0: Uh, you know, they work just like regular goggles, (laughs) but they're designed, but they're designed to look like sunglasses, work like sunglasses. You don't have to put a strap and like mess up your hair. You know, you're just like whipping these things on top up some onions and then, you know, you're, you're back, you take them off and you're back to cooking. But, uh,
1: you know, I like how you label yourself a professional inventor. So basically myself as an amateur inventor, basically, uh, I use hacks around my house to hold things together to hold the table up, prop things up. So that would be, I guess, the difference between an amateur inventor and a professional inventor who actually has something that they can replicate and make money off of essentially.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We sold like uh, over a million pair of onion goggles. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So That's um, awesome. Yeah, it was, it was super fun. And, uh, you know, someone else made them and sold them and I collect royalties. That's what I, uh, that's what a professional inventor does. I don't make things, I invent things and someone else, uh, you know, creates them and, um, and I brought about a hundred products to market that way, patenting them and commercializing products. So that was my background, um, super fun uh, career. And it, it it led me into another a second career as a leadership trainer. So I do leadership training and team development, um, working with corporations and individuals to like develop their leadership and do cultural transformation. Um, That's very cool. Yeah, super fun job. This is very similar to being an inventor. It's like seeing what's missing and then causing it to occur.
1: maybe that's that's a new podcast that we could start on modern business is talk about the the history of people in franchising before like pre-franchising so you know how there's like bc and you know and ad and stuff like Uh that uh like bf right and then af right so before franchising and after franchising or something like that so and to talk about people's backgrounds like that that's interesting um okay so tell me how did you get into franchising then so one of my clients, my leadership
0: training uh, business, uh, happened to be an owner-operator of eighteen McDonald's in Cincinnati, Ohio, uh, ice and family restaurants, and um, working with her, you know, and working with her team, and you know, we discovered that there was a gap. Right, we were seeing what's missing as an inventor, and, and here's a spot where kind of my skill sets crossed, where uh, we saw an opportunity to create. A product because there was a gap in the marketplace in terms of a tool to to connect the owner-operator to her far-flung team. You got 18 McDonald's, you got a thousand employees, you got high turnover, especially back in you know 2020 when this uh, started. Um, this project, uh, you know, you're like, how do you stay in touch with all these people? How do you communicate? And as we started to talk, I was like, wow, she's got like 15 different systems going. And each one of them, is you know, she's got texting, she's got uh, group chats or group texts, right? She's got group chats, then she's got emails going out and then they have uh, uh, like Facebook pages and then they've got bulletin board uh, video monitors in their break room. And then they've got paper in the break room and they've got, you know, just all these disparate systems, tons of stuff being run on spreadsheets. And we're like, wow, that's super inefficient. A and B. What ends up happening is like just a lot of communication doesn't end up happening. So that's how I got into franchising uh, in in spot of this problem with small software. And what we do is is working with a uh, you know franchise E and figuring out how to how to solve the problem of communicating with your team.
1: Very cool. So that that's completely the 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 franchise entrepreneurial spirit, right? So you, you saw a need created something that, you know, because you're not, you're not a software developer, you know, your background is not from software development. So, but you saw a need. and when it, yeah. 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 So, and you saw a need designed it, defined it, and then, and went out and, and got it built. So um, tell us, tell us some more about small software. What, what, are, what's the, the elevator pitch what the problems you're trying to solve um, and and how do you guys work? Yeah. So fundamentally,
0: the problem we're solving is high turnover, which drains profits, right? The cost of turnover is very high. And even, you know, during the great resignation, it was very high. And this was also, you know, causing, you know, uh, extra costs associated with it. But even in the best of times, the QSR industry has very high turnover and and all restaurants have high turnover as a significant part of the business. And um, some of this is, uh, normal and unavoidable, but then there's like avoidable, preventable turnover, which is caused by unhappy employees or people seeking out, you know, a better opportunity. So our, what our purpose is to help reduce labor costs by, re, you know, increasing retention reducing employee turnover. That's our fundamental purpose. The way we do this is, uh, primarily through, uh, an employee mobile app that goes on the employee's phone and it provides a communication system that connects the employer with the employee and, and the and their phone, which is the way, uh, the typical person and, you know, QSR employee likes to, to connect with people these days is via text and via apps, things like that. Right. And so, um, but, you know, so there's an app that goes on the phone and there's a back-end communication system and administrative side that you use to manage that app, as well as to be able to send out broadcast communications, which land in that app, but then also go to the email inbox or go to the text. And those can be either, like, broadcast text or they can also be text-based surveys. So uh, what this all leads up to is, like, basically we we help people in six different ways to keep their, you know, to reduce turnover. And the number one way is awareness by using... Um, text-based surveys we are able to find and identify unhappy employees right and then right and it, they have high response rate and especially if someone's unhappy and it gives the ability of the employer, um, the general manager director of operations whoever it is who gets alerted um, to make a, a quick timely response to an unhappy person which is the difference between uh, saving and losing an employee and, and the data shows that losing an employee to replace someone costs on you know somewhere around two grand. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and the, not including soft, you know, like uh, lost productivity costs, which they say could be another couple of grand, you know, yeah. on top of that, because someone you know quiet quits long before they actually quit, and their productivity goes down. So, yeah. but two grand hard costs—that's you know, like find someone new, train someone new, lost productivity, all the things that go into bringing that person on. In the and if you got a store with fifty employees, and you've got a hundred. Twenty percent uh, turnover, which is average for QSR. Yeah. Then you end up with sixty-two hires that year to stay even, and at two grand per. We we'll use actually we use seventeen hundred as the number because that's like the most conservative number, right? Is uh, that's yep. still over a hundred thousand dollars per store per year in costs. So you can you know hit that number, make a difference there, and so um, that's our job. Like, how do we reduce that cost and? We got it down by as much as twenty five percent, right? So wow. and that's by intercepting with surveys like unhappy people and you can intervene. That's um, huge, but you know you save one employee two thousand bucks. You save yeah. ten that's twenty grand, and you know twenty five percent in a fifty person store ends up being you know 15, 16 employees fewer that have to be hired and trained. so, that's, that's a big piece. Then the other and second piece, how we support and retain the people is uh happiness insights. So we take the data that's collected in these surveys and there's actually, it's a numerical form of data. People respond with a simple number one, two or three, and then um, one is good. Two is neutral. Three is negative. And then what happens is we take that data and run it through an algorithm and then we can have a store level report, not okay. just an individual. So, um, You know, so then we have a dashboard where you can see the happiness score for each store, as well as the turnover numbers and whatever. And so at a glance, you can see if you've got a store level issue, which is going to be, say, a leadership issue. Um, Might be a new employee, toxic employee, but you can identify when uh, there's a problem that might cause a high level of turnover in one particular location. So then beyond that, we have automated touch points that go out on on texts to create projected culture of care, happy birthday, milestones, things like that. We have this app that conveniences the employee by creating a centralized experience for them. So this, yeah, this is like the big thing really is that like um, today we give our customers a really nice app. You know, here's where you're gonna order your food. Here's where you're gonna get your loyalty program. Um, Here's where you're going to pay for your food. Here's where you're going to see special offers or promotions. And so uh, that's a real nice experience for the the customer, but the employees have like 10 different things to go to, right? Different websites, different files, different spots, you know, paper in the back office, whatever. So what this does is the employee app, then which goes on their phone, has all the information that they need to interact with their job day in, day out. It also gives them tools for communication. So it has a, a fix it fast feature that allows them to report broken equipment. It has an anonymous suggestions box, which is like a reducing your HR risk by giving that a uh, spot for people to like, let you know about things that you, you know, don't wanna know about but need to know about, which also acts, acts you know, you can make a non-anonymous suggestion, you know, th- which is an open door policy, right? You wanna get in touch with someone, it's right there. Um, yep. And there's a repository for HR links, all the HR links, to their payroll, re- retirement benefits, insurance are right there in the app. So they don't have to look for them or be reminded where they are. Uh, finally, there's a resources library for training where you can have description of benefits. So the, the app actually acts as a benefits delivery device. So you, just, you pay all this money for these benefits and the people don't take advantage of them, don't benefit from them. They don't encourage them to stay. But right. by giving you a, like a tool for like, here's your benefits, Talk, tell them about them in the library and then give a link to it in their link repository. And then now they've got access to these things, use the news section on the app to let them know about new benefits or to remind them about it. So it's like just creates this right. one centralized place where you can communicate these things and use it as a way to drive the employee value proposition where they know that they're getting the value. That's, that's going to cause them to stay. Cause in the end, whether someone stays or leaves is like a mathematical equation reasons to leave minus reasons to go. Yeah. And so like what we're doing here is like increasing the number of reasons to stay and decreasing the number of reasons to go by creating this nice app that centralizes these things and giving us the ability to, to be aware when something needs to happen to intervene. So this, really just creates a convenience for the employee um, by really benefiting them by having the centralized experience in treating them like a customer,
1: basically. So you just went through, like, I noted some down, but you went through arguably over or almost even 10 key issues that a potential employer or uh, a franchisee might be having at their locations. Easily, Easily. right? And, like, I mean, unlike your name that says small software, it's, it's <laughs> the package may be small, but it solves a large number of, of items, right? And it's not necessarily going to solve it 100%, but it's going to give you the ability for a vehicle to be able to uh, provide these solutions for the employees, right? Um
0: well, it's a tool, and like any tool, you've got to use it for it to work, right? You've absolutely,
1: gotta, right? Okay. Yeah, a, ha- a hammer is just a hammer if it's just in a box, right? Yeah. Um, or it, it, I just saw the movie air. And if I can use the quote from, from Vaquero there, a shoe is just a shoe until somebody steps in it. Right. So, so the same thing. So if there's so nice one difference slightly,
0: friend slightly though, here is that this is automated. So a lot That's of true. it is actually automated. So you turn it on, like you turn on automated touch points, right? That's happy birthday, happy work anniversary, happy holiday, whatever it is, um, you know, and then you like turn that on also meeting reminders. Right. Things like that. And then these go out as texts and yeah. it's automatic and it's individualized, right? It's like, happy birthday, insert name. We're so glad to have you on the team. We're, we're you know, thank you for being part of our family. Go see your manager to give a card. Right. Or you can turn that into a survey and said, select where you want your gift card from, A, B, or C, right? right? So there's a couple ways you could do that. But now that person feels seen, they feel heard, they feel appreciated, and no one had to do anything. So um, it, now it takes caring to turn that on. Like so, yeah. but if you care, then you turn that on and then people get that you care. And it, you know, it takes caring enough to like find a way to project that care. Um, but if you don't care, then you're not going to find a way. So like it, it can't force you to care, but if you do and you turn it on, then it'll, it'll let people know. And it, we call it small software because small touches go a long way.
1: Nice. I like that. Okay. So let me get into some technical stuff here. Cause you mm-hmm. mentioned, um, it has an HR section with links to like benefits provider, their packages, uh, stuff like that. Are those SSO, like are those single sign-on from within small software, or are they links just to the sites so that they can gain access to it? Yeah, well, those are be links to the sites
0: that they can access to, okay. but generally speaking, uh, you know, if someone has a single sign-on built into their business, that's something we could integrate and build okay. an integration around. Um, And or, you know, a lot of times the employee just has the same login information for each and every one of those things. Um, So it's, you know, pretty straightforward for them anyway, because the login to the small software, there is no login for it. Right. Once you're logged in the first time. And here's something I didn't say earlier. The way it works is it synchronizes with payroll. So payroll becomes a source of truth for the roster. And so as people are added, they're added automatically get an email. And they get a text that says, hey, you've got this app. And then during your onboarding, you want to tell them about it, right? So they're not shocked. But here's this app. This is part of our business. Please download the app. They download the app. Then they go through a little onboarding process. They put in uh, their invite code. And then they get invited in. And then they read through the terms and conditions for the use of the app.
1: Or they just scroll and click the or and click accept. Which right, is- but they're accepting
0: that that they're saying yeah. I'm using this of my own free will or whatever, you, and you yeah. get to say what that is, and then and that'll be stored on the app, and they'll be able to look at that whenever they want. So they've agreed to those terms and conditions, um, and then now they have the app and they can access it. And then one of the features on it, as well as like um, these tools that I was talking about, is it has a chat, so it's got a group me built into it type type device or WhatsApp, same functionality where you can create different channels, you can create different groups. Um, It allows the employees not to talk to each other, but the employees have a two-way connection with HR, a two-way connection with their manager and a two-way connection with uh, the owner operator. So if whoever they, or whoever you designate them to be able to have that outreach to at any moment, they they need that and they need a two-way communication without giving away anyone's phone numbers, right? And they have that access to their manager without giving away anyone's phone number. So it maintains privacy. And by the way, that person gets fired or they leave the job that night and the synchronization they're kicked out of the app. They can no longer access it. They're no longer part of that chat. Whereas with like a group me great tool, I've used it you know, infinitely, but you got to keep that roster up to date. And if that's like you right. and your friends, no big deal, but if it's 1200 employees with 120% turnover, that becomes a big task in and of itself. And just for that, the savings and hassle is a big deal.
1: Right. Yeah. And, and, and I like that. I, I like that it solves the um, the perspective of, you know, it's, it's a two way communications tool because in most cases, most employees don't feel like they're contributing in their role, even though they're going through their job function. And in the case of McDonald's, they're making their hamburgers or they're at the cash. They're obviously going through that and they're contributing in that way. But, there are there's a lot of employees that want to feel more like they belong or that they have a voice. Uh, you know, they have a seat at the table. So this gives them that, that ability to say, hey, you know, I was just in the refrigerator. And I think if we reorganize this and they could just send that a quick little message to the manager to say, hey, maybe we, maybe we could talk about this a little bit later or something. It just gives them that ability to feel more involved in the business uh, as opposed to just coming in, clocking in and then clocking out
0: yeah everyone in fact, everyone, not just some, everyone wants to feel like they belong, right? It's like sure. the human kind of condition, which is where my background in team building and uh, leadership development really comes in you know, to play because when we built the app, it was like largely it was you know heavily informed by my experience of what's wanted and needed for teams to run effectively and smoothly. And to your point, one of those things is like feeling like you belong and to feel like you belong, you have to be, you know, connect to something bigger than yourself, right? That, that's the thing I belong to. And so one of the, you know, small, you know, one of the features in small software that I like a lot, that's maybe less, uh, functionable but I think really valuable is that there's an area actually for an about us page. So you you can put your own logo on it. So when someone shows up at it at the top is the logo for your company, ice and family restaurants, Stilton restaurants, whatever it is. Um, And down at the bottom, there's a little about us section. You scroll down this app. It's like a little dashboard. And and in that about us section, you can say a little about your company. If you click into it, it brings you to a little page. You can customize with uh, rich HTML text, right? You can, tell a story about your company and your vision and your values send, you know, pictures of the owners or, or the team, um, the, the history of it, you know, who are the founders, et cetera. So there's a place for that background information that, uh, gives people like some sense of what they're belonging to and the values, because if you don't put it, you know, somewhere, then they don't see it. So it's just another spot to talk about that, and in a subtle way, continue to build that sense of belonging, as well as the fact that there's like this news bulletin feature on the app that allows you to like send out a news, you know, it's like a blog kind of, and the latest one couple are at the top and then you can click in to see more, right? This is a spot where people can celebrate, you know, Dean, like everyone, congratulations to Dean employee of the month, right? And when you give someone like public accolades, they feel seen, they feel heard and- and especially if it's public, right? So here's this tool for creating connection and a sense of team. And we're in this together as well as, you know, everyone knows that they're looking at the same thing. So the app in a weird way creates the centralizing place for a far-flung locations where they're like, oh, I'm part of not McDonald's, I'm part of ice and family restaurants. You know, I'm not part of Regis, I'm part of, you know, Yarcuts, right? And so, right. you know, now I, and, and I know who my owner is and I know that, you know, this is what they value. And I couldn't relate to those values. They got a history. They, Oh, this is a family business passed down through four generations, three generations or whatever. This isn't some big corporation. I work for these yeah. nice people who are like donating money to this charity that they value. So uh, again, small touches go a long way. Most people have no touches. And we're like, you know, so much, you know, just a little bit makes all the difference in the world. And by making that easy, which is what we do and and making it simple, which is what we do, because that's, you know, another reason why we call it small software, because, you know, our belief is that simple is better than better. Mm-hmm. And yeah. just having a very streamlined solution, you know, whatever it is, you know, like sometimes you're like more is more, but a lot of times more becomes like confusion. Yeah. And so this is just like, here's the, here, here are these like highly uh, focused, functional tools all in one spot. And it does, to your point, it does actually lock the 21 distinct functions that you're going to have to do some way. Yeah. You know, And some of those functions are like group chat, which has millions of sub functions, right? All those things, but you're going to do some sort of group chat. You're going to do some sort of email. You're going to do some sort of schedule posting. It's another one of its features. It'll post the schedule, right? For everyone to see. Right.
1: So uh, going back to the technical, so single sign-on you have available um, if required. And uh, you said that you work with payroll companies, so obviously there's a, an API um, that you guys work with. Uh, like if somebody's working with ADP, or if they're working with um, the payroll company that starts with the C, I always forget their name. Um, anyways, but if, whoever you're working with, do, do, is it like a? If I go in and create, you know, Dean Hatzierosio on ADP. And does that automatically provision me into small software, or does someone have to add me into the small software?
0: Yeah, well, if if we're adding a new store, we have to do an integration with whatever your payroll system is. If it's someone who we're already, you know, we've done it with before, then we don't need to. But what okay. we do is like do an integration with it, and then going forward, anyone else on that particular system would be relatively, you know, quick and easy to to get on board. Um, and what we're doing is synchronizing with the payroll system so that we know who are who are all the employees, what's their basic contact information, and we can pull that into our system. The payroll system becomes the source of truth. But then as people are added to the payroll system, if you're a new employee, then that's automatically pulled into our system.
1: And the reverse. If somebody, reverse, gets, yeah. if somebody gets let go, then, then they get removed from the small. They're, pe- small. they're peeled out. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And that's, the,
0: that's the great convenience, right? It's like, if it weren't automatic, then you'd have to be updating. And that's the thing that happens now. you got like 20 different systems and then you're having to individually update 20 different systems. And so, because most of them don't integrate. So by integrating all this in one spot, we we just save a a huge amount of like, we'll call it uh, logistical administrative burden at the same time, allowing people to focus more on like what they're doing with the tool than the tool itself becoming the distraction.
1: Right. So... Communications, um, I got it. It's two-way street. Um, Communicate from employee to manager, employee to franchisee, franchisee to manager, manager to employee, like whatever that combination is, it's a nice, easy way for group messaging or for individual messaging as well. The fix it fast feature, you mentioned that that a couple of times. So that's if uh, an employee sees something that needs to be that needs to be addressed right away, and when we say fix, it doesn't have to be necessarily anything broken. It could be something else, right? It, it just means something that needs to be addressed immediately.
0: Yeah, and it's like a simple reporting mechanism. So, on the back end, it's got its own little CRM management, you know, and so for some companies. Smaller companies, that's enough for their management system. Go to the designated person, they'll get an email. As they complete tasks, they can check them off and clear them out. As they advance tasks through the system, it has a few different stages, like parts on order, you know, repair scheduled, whatever it is. Every time you change the status, it'll send an email out to whoever reported it. So they feel heard again, right? Mm. Like you reported the toaster is broken. And then, like, does anyone even hear me? Well, when it moves through the process, you'll get an email um, that it's moved. Now, for some companies, they might have a more elaborate. You know, they might use upkeep. You know, you got a bigger yeah. operation, and we're not trying to replace upkeep. But what this would be is the way for the the you know feats on the streets to report back to what needs to go into upkeep, and so it creates a simple path. So, just depending on the size of your organization and the sophistication of your maintenance, you know, side. Um, and which typically is related to size, then, you know, that yeah. may not be enough, but it's just a real simple thing. You allow, and it takes like three clicks of a button, you know, what it is pre-populated with all the things that are in your restaurant, you know, is it acting strange or is it broken? You can add a note, you can add a picture and submit and it takes like a couple seconds. Um, and so it's, it's just a very simple tool. You know, some people are concerned like, well, I don't know if I want to give my employees that ability. People will be like, you know, reporting broken stuff all the time and uh that's not our experience at all you know our experience is no one it's not abused people don't abuse the suggestion box they don't abuse right the fix it fast what they do it, they use it if they're going to and you know i'm i'm not saying people don't find ways to be abusive <laughs> in the world right but like these simple tools you know they're like the app is a functional tool and yeah you know, they use it when they need to. And uh, most, you know, the people are finding it very valuable just to just have a lot of eyes on it. And it's like, oh, you know, as soon as something goes wrong, if the people are empowered to simply report it.
1: Yeah. The um the library section that you referenced. So mm-hmm. is that just library for messages and communications that have come from within small software? Or could the library be anything?
0: Oh, it's anything. And it's any file. And it's very easy to upload stuff that's you know the administrative portal you can add text documents pdfs word docs and then just open up right in there so you can have like your employee manual uh what a lot of our customers are putting in there is like an explanation of benefits so here are all your benefits open up this Mm -hmm. doc it's just living in there like oh you've got this 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 don't forget boom 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 and by the way then they also will use the messaging system send out reminders it's you know it's time to enrollment you know we've got Healthcare enrollment, don't forget to make your appointment. You know, they can beat them up over things that need to happen um, related to those benefits. But uh, you can also put videos in the library. And if you play the videos in the library, then it plays just right in there. And so uh, we've got some, like, training videos that people put in there, orientation videos, things like that. So it's not a full-fledged LMS, you know, currently with, like, who's listened to what, who's watched what. know where you can track that um but again for most you know qsr employers they're not you know depending on the level of the organization they may or may not be doing that but this is supplemental to that training anyway Uh, what a lot of operators are finding these days is that like TikTok style videos like real short real simple are radically more effective than anything longer than like one minute and you're lost and so They're making their own short training videos and putting them up there because a lot of the stuff provided by the franchisors sometimes is like, you know, it's like well polished, but less digestible. And so they're like, you know, it just makes it easy for people to create their own content and for the franchisors as well. If they wanted to provide content, it's a convenient spot for people to watch it.
1: i'm I'm with you on the short videos because as an amateur inventor if i'm googling something on youtube for ideas on on stuff and then somebody puts up a 10 minute video or or something like that i'm out if it's 30 seconds to 45 seconds just to give me an idea on how to do i would rather watch that i'd rather watch a hundred of those videos than watching one 10 minute video oh yeah like easily you know um creating a simple venue for that and again it's
0: and then the employee, instead of being like, "Oh, there's an iPad in the break room," you know, you know, watch the video. They can like watch it on their phone in the break room. You know, you don't want them using their phone out in the work area unless they're yeah. up, reporting some broken equipment. So we're not saying that, but like in the break room, they can watch the video on their phone instead of having to have an iPad or they, you know, and it can also be set up so they can watch things on the iPad. Yeah,
1: um, I, I, I think it, I think I think it's huge, right? Because it's, um, like, I mean, if you think about it. Like for what you guys are doing, most, if you don't have something like small software, or if you don't have small software, you're going to go in and that employee, they may have to check in, you know, via mobile or like on an app if somebody has that, right? They're not, it's not just going to be a punch card but they're going to swipe, they're going to be checking in. Then there's going to be, they're going to log into some application to find out what's going on for today within this location. Then there might be something else that they have to check in to report a problem with equipment. Then there's something else that has to go in that has to be with communications or something else like email or like whatever that is. This is all in one, in one location. So it's basically one app. You're actually reducing the amount of time that employee has to take logging into disparate systems and you can combine it all into one, still solves the same the same issue, right, and solves the same problems, um, but just reduces it down into a singular, a singular app. And, and I love how you said at the beginning, you know, you have an app for your loyalty program. You have an app for how, how consumers can pay and all this other stuff. But you don't have an app to take care of your employees, which is maybe your most valuable resource in this day and age anyways. Right. It, you want to be able to make it easy for them to make their job much easier. They could be happier. They could report themselves being happy and then they can continue on and enhance your business and, and grow your business uh, overall. I, so so I, I love it. I love it. I think it's great. Um, let me ask you a little bit about data and analytics and stuff like that. So you said that you have the happiness, the happiness insights dashboard, right? People are saying, you know, I'm, you know, hot, medium, cold, or red, white, blue, like well, like whatever that is, or red, white, green. And then you have the survey tool that you can use. And the survey is obviously more than just the happiness insights. You can survey them on anything, I guess it would be, mm-hmm. right? Like, or, like, give me your feedback on this LTO that we had for for Thanksgiving. Did did it work? You're a cashier, like, like, what did you find? You can get that hardcore data, From the pos but that's not going to tell you what the consumer's response is on on the lto right unless you pull the consumer but the cashier that's sitting like at this mcdonald's chris walks in the store and says hey we got this promotional thing because like man whatever i'll just take a big mac combo right now i know after an hour of using it i can fill in that survey at the end of my shift to say hey you know, on this LTO, the feedback you know from customers' perspective wasn't very good, you know, or whatever the case is. So now you can adjust that, right? So it's yeah. it's huge.
0: It, it yeah, it just creates all kinds of simplification of communications, and it's really easy to designate like who you want to communicate with. Like you can designate uh, an an individual or a group of people, or a particular restaurant, or all the people, oh, right? Wow. Yeah, so in very quickly, very easily, because it's all pre-populated with the people and where they're located and what their titles are. So it makes different messaging to different groups easy. And uh, you know, on the happiness insights side on the analytics, you know, what we're able to do is we're able to like see at the store level, right? Based on the, the hot, medium, cold, right? Like you can you can do the data of what the happiness level is, then we also see what's the trend over the last six months, we can also see the engagement rate, right? And we can see the percentage of turnover, you know, so, you know, as we progress, right? And depending on the system, we might be able to get historical data, but as we progress and generate, we can see like, what's the turnover month to month to month. And that gives you an eye on the thing, you know, you can't manage what you don't measure. And so um, now some people have access to that data or can create it, but by having this all on this simple dashboard, along with the happiness scores, it's like one simple spot to go and get it. Like some, you know, like, it's like most of the stuff that our software does, like there's a way to do it somewhere, somehow Mm -hmm. already. You know, that's what we're doing though, is we're taking all those things, 21 different things, right? And like putting them in one spot and then they're all connected and simplified. So you don't have, you have fewer logins, you have fewer things to think about, to learn, to master. So centralizing it, but it also then, because it's centralized, enables you to do a lot of things that you just couldn't do with all those disparate systems, you know, the the communications are connected to each other and the information is connected. And and this person who gave you this survey response is also this person who gave you this suggestion. Who's this person who got these, you know, like it's all connected and you can see uh, you'd have like transparency if you want it, but you can also just set it up and then forget about it and let it do its thing and let it work its magic. And it's still, benefit your company tremendously. So that's the, I think the cool thing, like a lot of people like that sounds like too much. And like, we set it up, you know, you sign up, it takes like, you know, usually one to two weeks to get you up and running. Right. And then you're up and running. And then it's just like, we have an implementation meeting. And after that implementation meeting, many of the functions are just up and running. Right. And then we, do it like a rollout process. You're going to get your employees on the app. Then there's a little period of time where we get the employees on the app and then we get them up and running. And then the thing is just, you know, off and running and our implementation specialists available to support if anything breaks down. But we also have like an awesome database of video trainings and information to support and also like a help button that is usually five minutes away from someone responding to support with anything. But uh, it, they're not very busy. They're like the Maytag man from those old commercials because <laughs> the, the the product is so intuitive to use that, you know, we don't get, uh, right. break, you know, the, the biggest breakdowns we have are with, you know, folks who are, you know, not everyone's as technically, you know, not everyone's on a smartphone. And so sometimes.
1: Um, well, we're yeah. still on a clamshell flip.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah, so this is obviously something that multi-unit operators can use for multiple locations. It could be used, I guess, for also single single-unit operators, right? Because if they want, if they just want a tool, and or if they're planning to become a multi-unit, um, do you foresee this being used, you know, at the franchisor level at all? Yeah, well, for sure. You know, the the
0: reality is our product and this tool could be used in any company, right? Like you could have a factory. With uh, in fact, we're in a factory. That's right? not our main focus, but we have a factory that uses it who's got five different factory locations. We're in an insurance agency with 800 people, but that's not our oh. focus. Our focus is the QSR industry and other franchises because it is especially useful. Well, it can be useful even if you have one. It's especially useful as you start to have multiple locations, especially you get over 10 locations. That problem starts to get exponentially more challenging, especially when you got multiple non-integrated systems, it gets really chaotic and so that's where we really start to shine uh the brightest um and so uh as far as the franchisor goes you know same thing right it's like a useful tool for coordination communication yeah. some of the features that are in the uh crew member app would want to be uh right now you know transparently and we're not working directly with any franchisors we're working with uh, large owner operators but it could easily be used by the franchise or as a way to communicate with their teams, their, uh, street crews, their people who are out there in the world in order to have the file repository in order to have the useful links to any kind of resources to have the chat, you know, that's built in, to be able to create, uh, you know, chat groups to have centralized email texting and survey capabilities, right? You know, you know, so like all those things, it's like maybe the, uh, Fix-it-fast feature would be used in a different
1: way. Oh, 100%. I, right. So coming from the operations world, I absolutely see that, right? Because it's a it's a role or po- and, a, and a profile-based system as well, right? depending on what your access level is, right? Your franchisee, yeah. you see all your stores, your manager or district manager, you see whatever's there. But if you open this up to the, the franchisor or the FBC, you limit them that they don't see the employee's communication, but they might be available if t- for them to do, you know, on an audit. They could they could they have access to the fix it fast, they have access to being able to share information about new programs, LTOs, things that are coming from the top down into the franchisee, right? So only the franchisee sees all this stuff or whatever. Uh so I like I could foresee that. Obviously, it, it's going to take a little bit of planning around that, but but I could absolutely see that being used on the operation side for sure. Um, and it's again, it's a nice, easy tool that people can use. And on
0: the franchisor level, you know, the opportunity to to present it to your
1: franchisees,
0: yes. instead, you know, as, as a tool to support them in reducing turnover and streamlining communications as part of your recommended stack, because um, you know, in in my opinion, as a leadership and cultural tra- trainer and, and you know, like culture and team health. should be a function of every company on par with finance and operations and procurement, right? Like this is like a fundamental aspect of the health of a company, especially in what we'll call like a tribal type of business, like a a franchise where you've got these outposts where where each outpost has its own little subculture, but there's a bigger parent culture. And if you just leave it to chance, then you're going to get just whatever and whatever is Mm -hmm. not going to be the best. So if you want to be intentional about it and project something and like really coordinate this large group of people um, who are distracted and busy, but like creating some way to like unify and coordinate those people effectively, you're going to need a tool. Yeah. Right. And that's, you know, what we've got. And so for a cutting edge, uh, you know, operations system to have this type of tool inside of it, I think would be, you know, I, a smart move, and so you know we could definitely work with franchisors to support people in their system to uplevel their employee engagement in the in the simple and affordable way, right? That's like super cost effective for our industry here.
1: Yeah. Um. Towards the beginning of the of the of the podcast, you mentioned that um you know we're talking about employee churn, right? You said one hundred twenty percent is the current rate for QSR. Uh, one twenty three. Yeah. One twenty three. So, but then you said at one of your McDonald's multi-unit operators, you, you you did you say you reduced it by 20% or it's down to 20%? Reduced by 25%.
0: From, by 25%. Okay. Yeah. From like 170, you know, something down to like 120 something. So they were like way yeah. up. Oh, they and were like, way up. Yeah. Wow. yeah they, they, I mean, just like so many people, um, you know, they got hit really hard by, you know, the current situation. And it was like a regional effect as well, but you know, through the use of the tool and what the tool allowed them to do, which is they just got real serious about culture. They are mm-hmm. real serious about appreciation. They got real serious about unifying people in the company and having a unified thing across their locations, right? Yeah.
1: So, so along that vein of, you know, data what are some of the other things like obviously um that talks about employee churn but do you have any other hardcore facts or have you have you know do you have that uh have you looked into trying to get that as far as let's say employee engagement employee satisfaction levels um you know obviously I, there, that's correlated right so if if you reduce it by 25% uh, then obviously that means employee satisfaction has gone up. Technically, you can correlate those two. If employee churn goes down, employee satisfaction technically is going up because they're not leaving, right? They're they're staying. Uh, but do you have any other like hardcore data? Have you guys put, pulled all that data together uh, as of yet?
0: You know, and we're like literally in the middle of pulling together data right now. Okay. We're, we're you know, we're a startup relatively. And so our product's been hitting the QSR space since last july so we're just coming up on a year in the space you know and we've been building uh, momentum that whole time so we're just starting to collect data enough data to have something that's valuable so here in the next uh, few months we're hoping to have a lot more uh anecdotally we know of you know many situations where people have been able to use it to head off particular individual people from leaving the company or uh in the overall trends and we're working on right now with a uh, number cruncher person who I am not to really get under the hood and like, and bring that hard data and also have trackable and visible, you know, we're not just creating that as like a report for us. That'll be information that's available within the uh, system so that the operators will be able to see that and have greater clarity to it. Because, you know, there's, you know, small software is part of the equation, but there's also a huge equation going on. Mm -hmm. A lot of variables having to do with uh, the environment, the and labor engagement, how people use it, the you know, the situation, you know, so there's a lot of variables. And so having that transparency to what's going on and the different aspects of it would be really valuable to people to have actionable insights to be able to go out and, you know, try to shift things ultimately.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, obviously, you know, you mentioned that you guys are targeting QSR first and I get it, you know, QSR is is the largest section within franchising, right? It's got the most amount of uh, of, of brands operating and multi-unit. But like, I mean, I look at this as, as so powerful for you know hospitality space hotels. They have so many different departments, right? You have you have your cleaning, your you know your your um, your chamber service uh, type of crew. You have your maintenance crew. You have your front desk crew, and all these different facets that are working like so large. Um, you know, and you travel as much as I travel. So there's, you know, you're in a hotel and just think about when you walk in, how many different teams there are um, on facilities and whatever. It'd be great if there was a tool that they could easily do. And they may have one, I like, I don't know, but it might be proprietary, like, who knows? But but I'm just thinking, you know, uh, that this is something that can absolutely meet that need. Or you're- There,
0: there are tools out there for sure, focused specifically on the hospitality. And we've looked at that industry uh, extensively. Okay. Recently, actually, and, and what I say is, we we see a definite play for us in in the hospitality industry because uh, the tools that exist are awesome and they're quite expensive and high end and make a lot of sense in larger hotels and luxury hotels. But there's a huge market of hotels that are smaller, mid sized, and smaller hotels that. Uh, can't afford the more expensive things. So they end up like a lot of franchise operations operating through a, a mix of, you know, low quality clunky software mm. plus Excel and paper. Yeah. I mean, shocking amount of operations that are working a lot on paper. And so taking that stuff off of paper, getting it into some sort of uh more you know, easily distributed system. That's also more reliable is, you know, an easy thing to do, right? Uh if it's yeah. more software. And like so, I, I we think those those uh smaller and mid-sized hotels could definitely benefit from our uh, tool again. Um and it's modular, right? And it's it's upgradable. So as we're working on it, we're continuing to refine it. Like the, the features and some of the benefits we talked yeah. about today are where we're at now, and we're also we've got a roadmap of all kinds of additional uh benefits and things that we're creating a manager app that will allow a whole bunch of manager specific features is the next big thing in our roadmap um and uh you know another possibility in that is to like adapt slightly to different markets so we're we're in the qsr we're also in uh salon space we're currently in 38 regis hair salons as well some super cuts some smart styles and in those spaces you know it's a The same tool and with some slight modifications. And it's much more focused on the maintenance piece. That's where they've really, you know, there's fewer employees, um, but it's got, uh, you know, the same issues far flung. A lot of people have a lot of units, right? And you got people Mm -hmm. in far flung locations. How do you keep people in touch? How do you keep them coordinated and all on the same page?
1: Nice. So in saying that, um, your ideal customer profile right now, again, targeting uh, QSR, but if you are, for all our listeners, if you are a multi-unit owner uh, with obviously multiple locations and employees that are looking to simplify communications with your employees, to have a two-way communication, not just a one-way, right? A two-way communication. There's,
0: there's actually, you know, a lot of stuff out there for a one-way communication. Yeah,
1: exactly.
0: your employees and, yeah. you know, that was, that's like our big thing is like, we're not here, we're here to empower the employee to keep them to stay.
1: Yeah, exactly. So if you have, if you're looking to simplify and open up a, a two way street of communication, uh, a nice, easy, simple way to find out uh, to improve your employee engagement, employee satisfaction, improve obviously your employee retention, then obviously small software is uh, one of the tools that you know here at Franchise Supplier Network we would absolutely recommend uh, for you that you should seriously take a look at and and you know set up a call. Uh, with Chris uh, via Dean, and then I'd be happy to be able to make that introduction. Uh, and we can absolutely do that. Any parting words, uh, Chris, uh, to share with the audience? Uh, you know, your your team is your most
0: valuable asset by far, far and away. And uh, to keep someone is so much uh, easier than to replace them. And it's a little bit goes a long way, you know, small touches, just even apart from small software and what we're up to, just as a, you know, coacher of of leaders and people running organizations, um, it, it takes so little for people to feel seen and heard and just a, a couple moments to like slow down and look at someone in the eyes and acknowledge them and give them a little bit of praise or, or time and, right. and taking those little steps will make a vast difference in the environment you create and the success your company will create. And, you know, the, the best uh, companies are like teams, and the best teams are like families. So that's that's my parting words.
1: Love it. Thank you very much, Chris. Appreciate the time. Small software, Chris Hawker, you need more information, come visit us at network.com. Reach out to me, Ryan, or Zach, and we'll be happy to connect you. Uh, thank you very much again, uh, Chris, for the time. Appreciate it and uh, keep an eye out for our next Supplier Wire uh, podcast that's coming to you very, very shortly. Thanks, everybody, and we'll talk to you soon.